Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boy, Zaheer, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be all right. Just know that it will be all right. It will be all right. It will be all right. Join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So let's get started. Hey. Yo, yo. Hi. What's going down, people? So, this we don't want this to be super long, so we're going to get right into it. <laughs> so, this week, before the holiday started, we decided to go see... Kawain and Slim! Yes! I always think of, like, Tea with Queen and Jay when I... When I heard about the movie, I was like, oh, my God. Why? Because <laughs> Queen was in the, the title, so I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I wanted to go see this movie because... Um, India. Well, that's why I wanted to. No. Oh. Because... That was an element, I guess. I just... I That was an element. I just... Um, you know, I... The way Lena Waithe sold it was like, you know, it's going to be some black as fuck shit in here. And, you know, it's going to be cute. She said it wasn't on the white gays. You know, mm. we use that lang- that Toni Morrison language. It, makes me, it gets me excited. <laughs> you know, stuff <laughs> like that. Be a one, two, three. So I was like, okay, this is going to be fire. So let me go check it out. So I wanted to go see it. I was actually going to see it twice, but I got sleepy today because y'all had called me and said... Y'all wanted to go. Yes. We wanted to we wanted to go when I got off of work, which yeah. was like after nine. In the evening. So I was like, okay, I can go in the daytime and, you know, go like at three or something. Mm-hmm. And then when y'all ready to go, go with y'all just so I can support it twice. But I ended up getting sleepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I didn't go. So once I woke up, y'all were ready to go. So we went to see it. Super, super excited. So, this, the the movie theater that we always go to when it's me, Z, and Mia is the this movie grill place. So Studio it's, movie studio grill. Studio movie grill. So, this is a place with the fancy seats. It's like a lazy boy. Kick your legs up. <laughs> they, you order food. They It's like a waiter that brings you food. You know, it's just a real... It's cute. You know, real cute. Really like it. Really like it. And... <clears throat> So, 
they had said that they had already bought their tickets online. So they already had their seats. So they told me what their seats were. So I picked a seat that was by them. So when I looked at the um, the seating <laughs> arrangements, you know how I tell you this is available, this is not available, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so I was like, where do I want to sit? So the last time when we went to see Harriet, I was in the middle of Z and Mia and some black folks. And it actually was pretty good because they, yeah. they were commenting on the movie and it was a kiki. So I was like, oh, that was a cool experience because we were, you know, we was all black. And so mm-hmm. if we did some call and response, nobody would be like, shh. <laughs> you, know, we, you know, we black. So we know we going to respond. Yeah. So it was, it was what it was. So this time I was like, oh, this is going to be another black movie. So it's going to be cool. So let me sit in between Mia and Z and the black people. Well, I don't know if they were going to be black, but I assume because of the experience this is a black movie that yeah. is more than likely black folks black folks there so I was like okay so that wasn't a problem last time so I'll just choose this seat in between Mia and um, whoever it might be mm-hmm. so we go we go I bought my tickets I hate buying so the movies that I go wait, to wait Dami you uh-huh. was on the outside so it was me Okay, so Z was in between me and you, and you were on the other side. So it was you and the other people, and then us on the other side. Yes, I was in between y'all. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but there was an option where I could be on the other side. Yes, towards the end. Yes, towards the end. On, But I still would have been in between people. I yes. still would have been in between you, but it would have been the white people. No, it was black people. Everybody was, was black on our road. Oh, I thought they were black. I just mm-hmm. must not have been paying attention to them. It's a black couple. So, we get in the movie theater. We drive to the movie theater. Everything is copacetic. We're like, oh, cute. We This is going to be cute. We see some, <laughs> and this, we just like, okay. We're ready. We're excited. Yeah. So, we sit down and we start watching Queen of Slim. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So everything is looking great. <laughs> it's looking like a like a Hype Williams video. Everything is pretty. These chocolate people on the screen. It's some funny moments. Blah 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 blah. As soon as soon <laughs> as our good girlfriend mm. arrives on the screen. As soon, I mean, as soon <laughs> as her angelic face gets on the screen. The girl next to me says, "What did you hear, Z?" It's a guy. It's a guy. It's a guy. It's a guy. That's a tranny. That's a guy. That's a that's a man. That's a tranny. That's a uh huh. That's a right there. That's a transsexual. That's a man. Okay, so hold on, y'all. I'm on the other side, and I didn't hear all this. So this this is the order. So it's the black people next to me to my right. Z is next to me to my left. And then Mia is next to Z. Right. So, Mia didn't hear it. I didn't. But me and Z heard it, and me and Z looked at each other like, hmm. <laughs> I looked over like, <laughs> it was just a, a silence. Where like, it was okay. A side eye like, bitch. All right, now, we get in there. Okay. That's what we felt it. So that, that was the first one. <laughs> so, that was strike one. You know that that was strike one. That was strike one. We were like, okay. We, okay. You know, <laughs> we... We in the black movie theater. Right. So, you know, 
it's, it's, ba- it's bound it's to happen. Not, if we pop it off, it can pop off. It's bound to happen. Oh, I wasn't thinking that yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't thinking that yeah. yet. It's but bound I'm to thinking, happen because it's thinking, a trans person. It's a trans person. person. We are yeah. not in some utopia. <laughs> we are in Texas. America. Out in public. In the South. In the South. At a movie theater. At a black movie. It is bound to somebody to say something. So, right. you know, cool. That was strike one. Right. <laughs> so we sit there. We continue. Seconds later, she comes back on the screen. The girl says, that's a man right there. That's a man. That one. So strike two, me and Z hear him again. And now I'm already tuned out of the movie. Can't even hear it. Can't even focus on the movie (laughs) because... Now we're our antennas is up. Our bullet. Well, at this point, my blood is kind of my temperature is rising. It's not Mine boiling too. yet. It's just rising. So when she does it again, all I me hear, and say what you hear. All I hear is, all I hear in unison is that's a woman. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then I look to my right and I hear it's a trans woman. Right. Diamond so, saying that. So me and Z in unison, when she when she just continues to say that's a man, me and Z say at the same time, that's a woman and look over to them. Like that's a woman. And right after we say that, I say a trans woman. Okay. We get it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so the girl looks over to me and says, not says to me, she looks over and sees that we have an agitation and she leans over to the dude and starts whispering. So, okay, that's strike two. We got strike two. I heard a little chuckle after. She was or like, whatever, <laughs> some little. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is like right the seat right next to me baby so, all i did was ask diamond and then what happened because i think i heard something that sounds like a little off i look at diamond diamond you could tell she was boiling, boiling. <laughs> so at we, this point, we both get red when we upset right boiling <laughs> so now i'm only two seconds from fighting i'm only i'm only i'm right I, i'm still in control but now I'm going to go either fight or into threatening you mode. <laughs> so India comes back on the screen. Mm-hmm. She's on the screen with Queen. And she's healing. Doing what trans folks do. Healing you know. Queen's legs and, and putting salves on her bandages. <laughs> taking care of her. And the dude next to the girl... The, in the, my seat, next to the girl. The girl is next to me. The dude is next to her. The dude says, oh, that is a man. I can tell that's a man. Look at her Adam's apple. Her Adam's apple big as hell. Oh. Now, I told y'all oh. that we can order stuff at this particular place, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, at this particular place, I ordered this drink. It comes in this big ass glass, uh, like a margarita glass, but huge and thick and whatever. So I'm already, I had already sucked guzzled the drink down. This is before any of this happened. This is the beginning of the movie that we, we was doing this. By the time India comes, she's it's in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. So the the liquor has already been marinated in my system. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> already marinating and get and making me hot <laughs> from being mm-hmm. liquor, all this kind of stuff. So I say, because this is strike three. Anything after strike three, we twirling. <laughs> I say, Lord. Mia, what did you hear me say? I hear all I hear out of in out of nowhere again is Lord, it's Thanksgiving. Please just let us watch the movie in peace. And not let me have to bash somebody with this bottle. With this <laughs> I was like, Oh. I look really? back over at Diamond and Diamond just shakes her head and keeps looking at the at the movie and so I whispered as he I said, What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> because was like, I wanted everybody to hear I'm, I'm loud enough for everybody to hear because the next strike this is what's gonna happen because I'm over it because now <laughs> it's my late it's, it, I will make everybody in this in this in this movie theater I will bash and dash <laughs> so I'm sitting there plotting what's about to happen but I remember that I, because Mia said, oh, we already bought, her, bought our tics, tickets online, so you should buy your tickets online. When you buy your tickets online, it's fucking your name is assigned to the fucking seat. Mm-hmm. So if I bash these people, they going to know my real name, so I can't bash and dash like I want to. <laughs> 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 because I re- if, if we were at my theater, I would have maced them and left. <laughs> and tipped away <laughs> and left and it would be no name attached to nothing I would have basically been tipped on out <laughs> but I was sitting there please let me this is Thanksgiving we just want to have a thanks, a good Thanksgiving and I don't want to have to bash anybody with this bottle I don't fight I don't argue I, I just, just hit that this bitch, bitch with, with a bottle, bottle. <laughs> 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 and, and we would have hit it. So, for the rest of the time, they was quiet. I didn't hear nothing else. <laughs> oh, After yeah, Diamond me, said what she said, I didn't hear nothing. Maybe from some people behind us or maybe in the front, but beside us, crickets. Crickets. I didn't hear nothing after that. She got him. She said, excuse me. Yeah. She was super nice for the rest mm-hmm. of the night. Uh-huh. <laughs> not, no, not today is not the day for me. For real. I'm already kind of sleepy because I've been up since... Five o'clock this morning <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> and I wanted to go see this today. And y'all have already burned me up. And my good girlfriend is on the screen looking beat, looking sickening, being well written and cute. And you bitches want to break your neck to for tell real? her tea. I can't even hear the part. Can't even hear it. I Like, I literally, I, I don't even know the dialogue. I, I saw was what was happening. Yeah, I was not. And so I couldn't get into it the way I wanted to get into it. And I'm like, girl, this is it was my late. We can't so, even enjoy another trans person just being successful on the screen I'm without you breaking your neck to tell a motherfucker, that's a man. That's a man. For real, bro. I'm really glad that I didn't hear that. Cause I so would weird. definitely every time she got on the screen said, That's a woman. <laughs> Each time I would have seen it. Was it crazy. I did not hear that part. But luckily, we didn't have to twirl on Thanksgiving. <laughs> we did put them in their place, and they were silent for the rest of the movie. Right. And so, that was that. You're listening to Houston's own MP Trans 101. Now listen, I know that what is basic Trans 101 for me could just be the beginning for you. So this is for your basic ass. What is basic? <laughs> 
people are treated differently both culturally and legally when it comes to disclosing genetic and sexual history. We have to pick the right moment, the safest moment, to be able to disclose that we are trans to whoever we may be dating or whoever we meet as a friend because we never know how people are going to treat us afterwards and how it's going to affect us. The consequences can range from being misgendered, dead name, pointed at, harassed, teased, all the way to even death. So the stakes are too high for us to just willy nilly tell every single person immediately when we meet them. It's unrealistic. Trans people have a particular vantage point when it comes to violence and potential harm, particularly trans women, black trans women, because you are not one of us, you may have a blind spot of potential violence popping off. You may think that you're just telling a secret and nothing is going to come of it. But what you don't know is how that can trickle around and affect our survival. Let me give you an example. So say that me, Diamond, goes on a date with this guy named Derek. So I met Derek on POF. He is attractive and I just want to see. We had a great conversation and we want to go to the next level. So we go on a date, a little park date. Didn't cost any money. We just hanging out. So in that conversation, what I'm trying to do, like everybody else, is figure out if I even have chemistry with this guy. Do we have a connection? Do we like the same things? Are we going in the same direction? Blah, 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 blah. What you do on date with other people. <laughs> and in that moment, I figure out that, oh, Derek is a nice guy. I like him. I might want to go on a second date. He seems like he's level-headed. He seems like you know, he may not be a crazy lunatic, blah, 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 blah. So in that moment, I decide to tell Derek that I am a trans woman and give him the option to move forward with me, with me now that I see that I'm actually interested. Sometimes when you go on a date with people, that first date, you realize I don't even like this person. This person is an asshole. So I'm going to, you know, I don't even need to tell that I'm trans because Nothing is going to come of this. I'm going to end this date. We're never going to see each other again. Blah, 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 blah. But Derek is something about Derek. I might want to go on a second date because he's really smart. He got it going on and we might, you know, hit it off. So at this point, because of our conversation and I see that it might can go further and I see that you're level headed. I don't feel unsafe. I feel safe. I decide to tell you that tell Derek that I'm trans. In that moment, Derek says, hmm, you're beautiful, but this isn't for me. This isn't my thing. I like cisgender women. I don't like trans women. So, you know, thank you for letting me know, but this isn't my thing. So the day ends and that's the end of Diamond and Derek. 
Now, what I don't know as a trans woman, I don't know that before Derek went on a date with me, he showed Michael all of my pictures because he was a proud to be able to go on a date with someone as beautiful as me. And so he showed Michael, his friend, his roommate, my pictures. Now, I go to a club. Let's say, let's call it Club Prospects. I go to Club Prospects and I'm there to have fun, party. There's a girl named Tasha who knows that I'm trans because she saw me on the internet one time or she watched a YouTube video or she listens to Marsha's plate and she knows that I'm trans. She is actually at the club with Michael, Derek's roommate. Tasha takes it upon herself and decides to disclose that I am transgender. Why? I'm not really for sure. But Tasha just cannot hold water and just something about the fact that I am so passable, I'm so beautiful, that she just has to tell somebody, oh my God, you see that one right there? That's a transsexual. Isn't she beautiful? She look good, don't she? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tasha doesn't know that Michael is Derek's roommate, right? And so Michael remembers my pictures. He remembers the date. He remembers Derek having a date with me. And so now he goes home to his roommate, Derek, and he could turn it into a teasing thing. Oh, you went on a date with a transsexual to to use. That's what men do to use that to embarrass Derek. Um, Derek could feel some type of shame by not being able to tell I was trans and he could have some kind of transphobia. And even though he was cool, when he went home, he might have been boiling or whatever. And now, but he was willing to let it go because I was honest. He was like, oh man, I should have been able to tell or blah, 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 blah. But now his roommate is coming and teasing him about it or his roommate is coming and revealing my tea to him. So now there's this level of shame. There's a level of embarrassment, blah, 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 blah. That shame, that embarrassment, that fear, whatever that is, can boil and switch somebody into violence to protect their reputation, to protect their identities, to protect whatever it is that they're scared of and shameful about. And that could lead to violence. It can happen. And these type of miscommunications with somebody telling my tea can lead to me losing jobs. It could lead to violence. That's the more extreme. Um, but I've lost me, Diamond. I've lost jobs because somebody told my tea while I was at a job. And this job had nothing to do with sex. So I didn't need to talk about my tea. Um, I had a cousin who told people that I was trans at my job and I got fired. So it is imperative for you to know that it is not your business to tell somebody's business. Let them tell it on their own. Just like when it comes to your medical history, your sexual history, your body count, your um, STD history, whatever it is that is your business, that is your responsibility to tell when you feel comfortable to tell it. 
it's the same exact thing. Our business is our business and we get to decide when it is the right time and the safest time for us to be able to disclose our tea, our business, our transness. So give us a chance to do that. Even if you're disclosing it out of admiration, it is inappropriate. And that's Trans 101. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch I am community is fuck <laughs> so thank you I really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. So... Let's talk about this movie. It's a lot of controversy going around. <laughs> a lot of people are talking about it. So, if you had to rate it from one to ten, oh, man. what would y'all give it? You first, Mia. Well, I gotta go. <laughs> I would give it. I think a you're seven. actually okay. I, I would give it a seven. A, okay. I definitely was gonna give it an eight. Okay. I, I would have given it a 10, because, but it just didn't end the way I wanted it to end. Mm, okay. What would you give it? I give it a six because I pay attention to a lot of details. You know how, like, if a car be close in uh-huh. one scene, and then, like, you go back to the person and you go back to where the car was, and the car is nowhere to be seen, or the car is all the way back. I pay attention to stuff like that. So that happened a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you are Detail. Petty. Yeah. <laughs> I give it a six. So yeah, they she. Uh, anyway, so let's talk about. <laughs> I no, I'm gonna though. give it a seven just because the trans person was in the movie without it being like a weird role around the trans person. So I give it a seven for that. I give it an extra point. Okay. That's cute. <laughs> so tell me this if you haven't seen it. This is going to be, this is your spoiler alert. Skip to the another part or something. So yeah. <laughs> we, we, we're talking about Queen of Slim is in the title. Yo, right. you know what's up. So tell me what is your, let's start with the bad stuff. Let's start with the bad stuff. Do y'all want to? Uh, yeah, let's start with the bad stuff first and then go into the good stuff. Okay. So what was the bad stuff for you, Mia? Well, for me... We already know Z Petty has the car. It's really hard to point out the bad. Well, if you was about to give it a ten just because it didn't end, that was that was yeah. I, know, re- I really enjoyed stuff. it. The, yeah. I think that 
I okay. So the only bad thing that I I I can give it is the ending, and also I really no shade. I came to see um, India, so I wanted her role to be a lot more. Like I wanted her to in like have some type of involvement with Slim and like there be some type of because that's what I thought the trailer was giving like she was going like he was playing and then like there was some type of spin to I thought that would have been so much fun but thankfully you know her character wasn't like displayed to be a trans woman she was just one of the women there well well, Mm. not thankfully but well yeah because we were so often we do hear that trans actors aren't able to just play Cis roles, and right. I'm not saying that her, her role was not cis. Um, I well, just I, I like the fact that she was just playing a role, and that she wasn't tokenized to be this trans woman amongst all these cis women. Mm. Let me if read. they were cis, in, I don't know if everybody was cis. Besides, hold on, hold on. Um, so in regards to that, India says I don't play cis roles. Oh, okay, that perpetuates the erasure of trans people. True. I just play roles. Just because my character plot doesn't pertain to transness doesn't make her cis. Trans people playing roles that don't center trans issues or trans tribe doesn't make it cis roles. And so then she says, trans artists define roles that transcends the subjugation of transness in our plot as cis because the only roles we have ever been offered to play or inquired for have only been about transphobia and anti-transgender violence. I don't think trans folk want to play cis people. Maybe we just want to move past transphobia being the climax of our stories. We already experienced it enough in our lives. Maybe we just want to tell stories where we aren't where we aren't the taboo. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. I think that's yeah. a good statement cuz I like that. I liked where even like with um, Trace in Hustlers, mm-hmm. even in that where they didn't even talk about it or center it, we just we just was like, oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. This this is what it is. This is what we're gonna do. Cool. And you you we as audience know she's trans if we know, or somebody who doesn't know, they don't know. They just consider it cis. It doesn't really matter. So mm-hmm. in our mind, we can visualize a trans woman in a role just like we can visualize India's role in Queen and Slim as a trans person, which I thought was great. Like, Which yeah, trans I, people do operate. Like me is one of which a lot of trans people do and have operated in cis spaces like that where people don't know. If you know, if you know. Boom, boom. Like when you work for Jay Milan, either you knew or you knew. Or you, if you didn't, you didn't know that you were trans yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. it wasn't centered in that moment yeah. so that's that's what i liked that is a um i wouldn't say i wanted there, it to be a bigger role i wouldn't care if it's not i just wanted to go with the story i wouldn't know i wanted the role to be imp- important and i for what i appreciated that was one of my favorite parts of the movie okay so her role within the house mm-hmm. with them she she was the one that pushed him to get the why don't you give him that car like when she went and they were trying to get the car and he was like i ain't got no car to give out well what about that one and so you know and he was like shut up girl shut up goddess because her name was goddess in the in the the show Hmm. and she was 
she was the one that was taking care of them, cutting their hair. She was the one that was healing her leg. She was a healer, living life, loving her man, supporting her man in the family, his family coming in to visit, da 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 It was just a normal little role. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She was she was keeping the girls fly. <laughs> the other girls in the house because there was like a, like almost like a harem or whatever like a brothel or whatever it looked like a brothel like he was me. a pimp or whatever mm. and so you know I thought she was just one of the girls you get what I'm saying I thought I liked that she was just one of the one of the people um, and she was the one that was a little bit more intimate with him oh yeah true you see what I'm saying mm. and I absolutely love Bokeem Woodbine which is the dude Uncle Earl mm-hmm. I absolutely love him he's one of those black actors that you know their face but you might not know their name mm. he's one of them black actors that's been in a lot he was in Jason's Lyric he that's was like immediately in, what I thought of yeah Jason's Lyric and other other black movies he's been he's been a part of the black acting circle for a very long time he's like Leon you know Leon and um, Lorenz Tate. He, you get what I'm saying? He's just one of them actors that didn't really bust into like the white mainstream, like a Denzel Washington, um, oh, Will, Will Smith. Smith, those people. He, but they have been in our culture for a long time, to where we know their face and we might not know their name. So, so and he always play a uber masculine guy, and so to see him even in this role as a uber masculine guy. <laughs> You know, like, well, you know, I'm playing a pimp. I'm playing, you know, I'm the uncle and da, 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 da. And then have this intimate relationship with somebody who I see as a trans woman mm-hmm. and who we know is a non-binary trans person. Mm-hmm. And to be in that role, I in, in this kind of simplistic, in their life, in their, in their home, she had a space in that community. She had a space in that home and she was loved and being taken care of. Which and, was beautiful. You know, um, taking care of her family in the, in the tea, mm-hmm. um, despite the exploitation of the pimp and hoe um, dynamic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, True. but oh, even, and despite that he was abusive. Yeah, yeah, or to the other girl and all that kind of stuff. So you know, just that's life. Sometimes you got these weird moments. That's complicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I did enjoy that. I did. Um, what did you? What was one of your favorite parts? Um, I just enjoyed the music and the aesthetics. Like, I love how everything was like a photographic moment. Um, I love the the club when they went to the club. That was my favorite part. Um, just the the black woman protecting them. Like, you safe here. You good. Like, we just vibing. Like, that was also one of my favorite parts. Yeah. I, I think that the, um... The juke joint scene, mm-hmm. the bar, give um, you very Mississippi's feel. It, it literally, I, yeah. there's some of the best moments that I've had in my life in a social setting was in one of these spots. Mm. Some of the best moments, like because I remember um, our our club at in in the country rural Mississippi was called. Um, one was called Booties, and one was called... <laughs> <laughs> you going to Booties, girl? Right. So that was the older, older one. Like, it was older. Like um, like a juke joint? 30 and up. <laughs> you know. They call them Hole in the Walls. Hole in the Walls, yes. <laughs> and then there was... The younger one was the Junkyard. 
And then there was another one that was kind of like smaller in a smaller town. Um, and it was called The Boutique. And so they would have a DJ come in and you would, it was like dusty. Hot. It, it was not hot. It wasn't oh, no. hot. No, no, no. Baby, it was, all the it ones I hot. hot as fuck. It was, you know, down home blues. Down home blues. All I want to hear is some down home blues all night yes. long, baby. Every other record on tour. Tonight I want to let my hair down. So play me some of them down home blues. That type of feel where they're just playing all of that type of music, yes. blues, and make you want to get drunk and fuck. Red cups. <laughs> the lighting is cute. I got little vintage posters that's probably been on the wall for thirty years. It was, and my aunt was like, "It, it looked like this when I was young." <laughs> mm. And she, it was, and when you come in there, once you get past. That you're trans, like once your tea get out or like people know you because my tea was inevitably going to get out because of my family being in this tight knit circle in, in this little town. Once you get once you get past that once shock. Once you get past that. It's cute. It turns into. I just never experienced this before. Like it exactly what you saw. Mm-hmm. Once it once guys. Once the guys in this town saw that the girls was accepting me mm-hmm. as one of them, mm-hmm. they could see it. They started to treat me just like them. Like, I mean, you, it just was told. It just was one of the moments in my younger years where I first, where I first felt that feeling Accepting. of uh, not like a gorilla in a cage being looked at. And what I think it happens is the men see that you have allies. And mm-hmm. not only do you have allies, but you have cis women who maybe someone that they want to talk to. So they don't want to get into it with you and, and ruin the chances of talking to one of your homegirls. That, I think I got more of that more in high school. Uh-huh. But this was just a different thing. A different I don't thing. know. Like, niggas dancing with me without any weirdness oh, where like that? like really just a it was just some kind of moment that mm. that felt really authentic and really um just just showing me love once it once we got past that shock and I, it, motherfuckers just got over it it just started to be really really fun mm. and i just I, if i have it, at that time in my life this is a moment where I really felt like a cis woman. <laughs> mm. So it just it just was a fun, black ass, bluesy time. It just was fucking amazing. I love and so blues. how they depicted it on the show, I mean, like the nice black woman that's the bartender, that's always the case in the bars that we were at. It was some nice, fun, you know. Um, thick brown black woman. It was oh, always you know that. What? Back home, me too. Uh huh. Yeah. They were always nice. They were all it. All these old people sitting around making jokes, make laughing, they getting up, dancing. Probably got rid of them, but you know they doing some old school shit that you ain't ever seen before. Mm-hmm. Funky chicken or something. <laughs> they doing mm-hmm. something, and they oh, it just it just this that particular scene was really really 
on brand mm-hmm. <laughs> when it comes to if that was that's what they were trying to visualize because that was that was really really great. Yeah, that was a. Good it was moment. beautiful. I loved it a lot. Um, I, I I know what. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I another thing that I liked was the fact that Queen kept making him do stuff that he wouldn't normally do. Just and it seemed like he was doing the same thing with her. Just like one of those those things that how can I explain it when you know that you may not be able to experience this again. Like when they stopped and they rode, they rode the horse or when she had him, uh, when she got out, um, when she was riding on the car window um, Mm -hmm. on the door while they were driving, made him do it. And just like all the, and then, you know, when he, uh, when Slim made her come, well, I didn't make her, but like made her, not make her, but invited her to go dance at the club. And Mm -hmm. just like all these little moments that I thought were pretty cool. That was one of my favorite things. The, the horse mama was my least was one of my moments that I hated oh. I hated the horse mama I thought it was stupid I thought it was very very stupid uh, I thought it was really? unnecessary I loved it I hated the um, why but why did you think it was stupid and unnecessary there was other things that that was needed in the movie so oh. that they could have spent time on so see? let's let me go back to the negative but let me see so, why i liked uh-huh. it though because i i i've always wanted to like go horseback riding and so i was like oh this is <laughs> this is kind of like fun you like i can been? see me doing no what? i can see me doing that so i was like oh it's oh. late for you yeah i hated it, <laughs> I hated it. Uh, but i i hated it not because i just thought it was dumb i thought like what's the point in this when we could have <laughs> spent more time at the whole house back in new orleans <laughs> so gave uh, gave um um india some more lines <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what so if to me the negative side to me is obviously the ending so if this was for us, like she, Lena kept on saying in interviews for promo in the video, the uh, movie, that this was for us. If this was for us, literally for us, yes, it shouldn't have ended that way. We would have lived. Um, it shouldn't have ended with them being murdered. Trauma, just the trauma, the trigger. It was a trigger. It was trauma filled. That part, not Mm. it's only at the end. I kept thinking, like, even when they had the police, like, even when the police had the guns drawn and like when the plane was up, I just. For some reason, I just like, bitch, something gonna happen for them to be able to get away. I just know they're gonna get away. Yeah, so I that, just knew it. If it, this was for us, what do we need that trauma for? It immediately turned into something where, like, because at first I was like, I see, oh, now I'm gonna need to watch it again because they ruined India's lines for me. Then it turned into something like, nah, I don't wanna, kinda don't wanna be let down again. <laughs> like, because it's trauma filled. Yeah, the, uh, the end, not feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. end was we didn't need that. Yeah. Like I can see if you said this movie was for white people, maybe they needed that to empathize. Maybe do they really need it? You get what I'm saying? I really I, I, a better ending for me, and not just for I don't I don't want happy endings for the sake of happy endings. That is not the type of person the viewer I am. But if this was for us, we didn't need to see Queen and Queen and Slim die. We didn't need to see it. We've saw our people die. We know how that works. I would have wanted them to get to Cuba and be greeted by Asada Shakur. That would have been sick. That would have been a flex for your power as a producer. 
You got motherfucking Asada Shakur on a on a movie at the end of a movie like she the fucking like she Glenda the Good Witch. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that would have been so sickening. You remember like on the Wiz, yeah, when the, Lena Horne. Yeah. That would have been sickening mm-hmm. for them to get to Cuba and be greeted by. You it know, it would have been that. Just would have been sickening. You know, something that's that I just thought about. I remember when I was in Oakland, and it was Asada Shakur's birthday. And my sister is one of them people where she put the kids in certain programs and spaces that'll make us feel empowered in our blackness. So we went to her birthday party and she wasn't there, of course. And it was just like a lot of people rapping, a lot of people singing and telling poems. And everybody was just chanting, hands off Asada, like really loud, just all throughout the night. And then it was some, I was still young. I didn't really understand it as much. And then I read her book and I understood in her story, understood the, the power in that. Mm-hmm. And then as you say that, it makes me really. How powerful yeah, would it have been yeah. to see her at the end helping them yeah. or greeting them or, you know, where they find out where they, I don't know how they would have written it, but where they got to Cuba and it, we know that Asada's in Cuba, yeah. and so she could be the one showing them how to survive over there or mm. whatever, and that be the ending. We would see, that would be a positive ending for us. If this yes. is for us, that would have been a love song to us. Yeah, for that would have been hope. It would have been because it's a because black people have gotten away. Like it would highlight black people have gotten away. Like even Tupac, he even shot a cop. From police brutality. Yeah, he shot a cop and got away with it. Got off with it. But so it's it, known that we are able to get away from these situations and find justice within our own hearts mm-hmm. and finding our own space. No, I yeah. agree. I what I was thinking, the reason why they let them get killed was because maybe they were trying to say, okay, it's not okay to to kill, like, to be, like, these criminals and kill police. Because you did have, like, this was a symbolism I seen. It was like, okay, you, they met the little boy when the car broke down, at, and he took them to the river and and the little boy was saying how much of an inspiration they were to him and, and he how he wanted get- to be immortal right and so he goes to a rally to protest for them and shoots a police officer a black police officer in the face so and so that was my number two mm-hmm. that was my number two that was my uh, worst part of the movie that was horrible yeah i was like uh, oh my god what but 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 (laughs) okay so what that showed me was like okay you have to be yes fight for your rights but also be conscious be conscious and be cautious of how you are displaying this message to the, the the future and how you know like I'm pretty sure Queen and Slim the wouldn't. Have, yeah, Queen Queen and Slim were weren't trying to deliver that type of message to the child because when they were confronted by the um, 
Well, the, the uncles actually refreshing that you said that because what Lena said in an interview after, uh-huh. which they did a roundtable with the, the with Queen of Slim with Daniel and I think her name was Jody and the director and the writer Lena Waithe. Mm-hmm. So they did a roundtable and she said that part of the movie, what you picked up is what she wanted to get off. I thought that was late. So it's good to hear, I guess, that, I what, got it. that you got it. For me, it was late to me. Because what you're saying is that the youth, to me, what it says is that... We're really not that dumb. The youth's uh, not yeah, that dumb. The, I, I, I don't think the youth is that dumb. We're not that dumb. The people, the, the programs that change this country to help people, like WIC and um, Free Breakfast at School, da, 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 all those programs come from the black panther party right mm-hmm. so and the black panther party and all the snick people and all these people that was doing the stuff that was doing the organizing back in the civil rights era these were young people right these weren't old head 40 year olds 20 blah, 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 blah. these were 19 16 20s. 20 22 23 people who were doing this stuff right who mm-hmm. were smart enough to make plans there was you know of course they made some mistakes or whatever but the movement to get us to where we are right in this day and age is normally pushed by the youth. Mm-hmm. End of story. Mm-hmm. So to to portray it like what we're doing, these protests and da-da-da-da-da-da, these, these moments that activate the youth is going to lead them to do these irresponsible shoot-a-cop things when that's just not the truth. Nah. It no, activates us to make us want to work harder. It activates us to make us want to make a change. And most of the protests that we do are usually peaceful. Right. And then if we tearing shit up, we're tearing shit up. We ain't tearing people up. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. So they you for you to make it seem like to make that statement, I think is irresponsible and disrespectful to the youth who are out here doing the work, who are out here being activists, who are out here um, doing activism in a proper way and not just out here just killing cops. Yeah. That's that's just not... I just thought that if that was... The, when she said that that was her point, I was like, bitch, that was the latest point that you could have made. Wait, that was the like point that. of her making the film? Th- that part. Or that part. That okay, part. so I got that. Okay. Yeah, that's what she wanted. She, wanted, oh. she said that's what she wanted. That's kind of like what people say... <laughs> rap music is the main reason why niggas robbing still. Like that's kind of like that. That silliness. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I didn't think that that was um responsible of her. Um the other ending that I not ending, the other part that I didn't like um the movie wasn't groundbreaking. In the sense that it felt like a movie that I had seen before. Like, yeah, like kind of like how when Black Liberation is kind of romanticized. Yes. And how or and, and like you just took a mo- another movie scenario like, you know, made Bunny it more Clyde, aesthetically pre- pleasing um, serial. What's that? Killers. Natural born killers. You took a movie and just placed black people in it. I like the aesthetic of it. Yeah, and it kind of embraced story, our culture. And yeah, it did that, but the story wasn't a story that I um 
hadn't seen before and i didn't like that you just implanted black people into the story i didn't like that um yeah those were the things that i hated about it that protest scene and then it was i enjoyed the sex scene but it was <laughs> i enjoyed the sex scene i thought it was I thought it was good. Saw them booty cheeks. You put on C man cheeks. They usually show the woman it. titties and that's it. But it was, and they just kind of hump. And then did you see him suck her titty? I was like, yeah. oh, y'all really into it. <laughs> oh, I didn't see all that. Yeah, you was like, into I was like, into oh, y'all really into the. You know, usually it's a lot of humping and yeah. you know where you can kind of tell this is a sex scene. But oh, they were being real into. He so was like throwing the dick in there. I was like, oh, but then they were. <laughs> Then it was spliced with the protest. <laughs> yeah, that was like it was. Yeah, that was weird. That was, that was weird. But, oh, and that was almost making it seem like, like this group of people are protesting for you, and you bitches are just living your life. Mm-hmm. Y'all trying to hit it. Y'all yeah, busting y'all nuts. busting nuts as y'all should be. <laughs> Get that self care. Right. But <laughs> but um, uh, what other part? So those are the parts I did like. I think we already talked about um, India. We already talked about um, the juke joint scene. Oh, so I wanted more development. I wanted more development of the relationship, the queen character and her uncle. I needed them to have a conversation about what happened with their mother. It almost seemed like she just revealed it and talked to him about it in like this way. But I wanted to see him and her, um, Bokeem, Uncle Earl, that character engage with her a little bit more about what happened with the mother. Mm-hmm. I needed a little bit of reconciliation, mm-hmm. which is why I felt like, um, oh, so the horse scene, they could have erased that and gave us more scenes with India and Bohem. The white man scene. But the white man in that motherfucking clerk, that clerk in that gas station <laughs> that she tried to tell him to go in there and rob, mm-hmm. all this is weird. Like, y'all already on the run and you trying to get more hotness on you by going to ride for some $40 gas? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I guess what would you get? Y'all gonna stop? Or oh, whatever. But that scene with that gun... That was the weirdest, latest, unrealistic motherfucking <laughs> scene that I ever seen in my life. You coming in to the gun back and you, gave him the gas. You coming in to rob them. Pull out a gun. Now think about you at a cash register as a clerk and somebody lift up a shirt to rob you with a gun. You just gonna pay it. But it gave very I'm a hillbilly type of tease. I like to go shooting shit. That, and this ain't you at you not afraid. I'm not afraid of you. So But think about it. You you totally right. This is a southern hillbilly. Do you think he ain't never seen no gun? Right. This is some country, it's supposed to be in Alabama. Some country white boy. Country white boy. Mm-hmm. This enamored about a gun. Right. What, girl? yeah what country white boy ain't never seen no gun come on that's crazy crazy and then so much so then you hand them your gun you didn't take the clip you didn't take none of that you just hand them your gun right and then like what you doing and then he pointed at you and you you talk about what you doing nigga you you just tried to rob me i'm about to call the police on your ass yo nigga I, and I'm white in the country. Yeah, I give you free gas because uh, you, you let me hand you the gun. Right. I, I, delete. I would have <laughs> deleted that whole scene. It was dumb. It was stupid. I did not like that scene. It it was dumb. Another. And, uh, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. 
Mm. Okay, one another thing you pointed out to me is when they made the white woman be loyal and not say anything, and they made the black dude be the snitch. What I which I can see a nigga being like, oh, I'm a gumma snitch on a nigga and get some money. I can see that. They found that out with the other black dude, the other black cop. Oh, okay. You know, remember the cop that let him go out of the garage when mm. they got the car started. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. You know, they kind of balance that out. That true. So I was like, okay, true, true, true. I see what you're giving. Um, it that 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 clerk scene was late to me. That was one of the worst scenes. Um, I did enjoy the beginning. Uh, one, the beginning when they're on the date, and just the idea that the date was kind of. I felt sorry for you. Shitty. Girl. It was they weren't connecting. Um, she was kind of arrogant a little bit and he was kind of too in a way in a kind of more subtle way than her um if you just if if the cop shit didn't happen they probably wouldn't have went on a date again yeah. right is that what y'all picked up yeah but the idea that y'all did not connect on the date but throughout this whole journey y'all started to really fall in love with each other mm-hmm in my mind, I was like, y'all could have, you would have been missing out on somebody who would have been really, really good for you. Mm. Just based on this weird, awkward mask that y'all both put on. Mm. <laughs> and mm. I thought that was kind of an interesting thing to think about when um, thinking about the rest of the movie. Like, this date was kind of, uh, meh. Something that I did like is he was, because usually they try to prop up the man as if he's the smartest, but I did like how he was the weakest link in the situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something I did like because there's a lot of niggas like that to where yeah. the woman is rational It thinks about shit thoroughly. Right. Yeah. I've seen a lot of situations like that. Where <laughs> yeah. But then she wasn't thinking either. She was being yeah. kind of, They both was making kind of silly Yeah, it was ass. silly, but he was... I didn't understand. He was the weakest lean. Yeah. <laughs> I did, and the last thing that I enjoyed, I guess this is a part of what you enjoyed as well, that scene when she was hanging out the window of the car and he was driving and then she got him to do it. Mm-hmm. That reminded me of Titanic. Oh <laughs> yeah, when he was like, "I'm flying, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> I'm flying." Yes, it reminded me of that, except in a more black way because <laughs> she's the fear. The black woman is the fearless one, and she got to convince him to be fearless too. Uh-huh. And we gonna just do it together. So let's wear this out and enjoy this moment. And you get to enjoy your moment by yourself, and I get to enjoy my moment by myself. Mm-hmm. And it is what it is. I just thought. In in contrast to the Jack moment where he's making her feel like she can fly because she, you know, very white woman, but white man, you know, <laughs> I'm making you, I'm the man who's the free one, and I'm, sh- I'm showing you boring. all this kind of stuff. I'm showing you how to do, how to feel free, mm. like he's the savior of the woman. Let all me show right. you, get you out of your, you know, mm. your stuck upness. So for me. <laughs> I don't know. I give it a seven. I didn't like the ending. I did, like you said, I love the visuals. The mm-hmm. visuals were immaculate. They were yeah. beautiful. Um, but yeah, the ending really took it down two points for me. Like it was <laughs> two whole points. Yeah. Like I almost, I seven is gracious. I almost, I almost was at a six too. 
Uh, and thinking about that white scene with the white clerk and the gun, almost maybe want to change it to a six. But but yes, do I say see it? Yeah, go see it. Yeah, I will go see it. It's cool. I will go see it. But yeah. Don't expect no good happy ending. Mm. You know. So I want to talk about Billy D. Williams coming out gender fluid, and I thought it was interesting because I never really see older people coming coming like what you were saying about the flame episode i rarely see older people identifying with what younger people are creating Mm -hmm. and choosing to take that step to be like okay so this that's actually what i am so he goes by he him she and her and i thought it was interesting because like i just thought of this person being like the man's man, like being on Star Wars, and I just never expected it. So it was just a beautiful moment for me. It was something that was like, wow, like I just thought of this being like a cool person immediately, just embracing that side that I'm sure a lot of older people have, but won't come to terms with or won't express or or feel comfortable enough to do. Which I think is awesome for him to be able to do within this time frame. I wonder if he would have felt that as comfortable back then to be able to be like, these are the pronouns that I'm comfortable with. But here we go with evolution. Right, guys? Mm -hmm. And when we evolve, we're able to... y'all read that? I didn't read any of that. (laughs) (laughs) Are y'all picking it up? I am not picking it up as any of that. What? Yeah. Well, well, that's what I thought. I, that's what I thought he was giving. Like, oh, you know, I'm I'm finally able to express how I feel, and you know, I didn't think they, they have become. They have the new generation has found words for how I feel now. I didn't read it as that specifically, but I I, I guess I did jump to my own conclusions just by him embracing that title, something that younger people created him embracing that title and choosing to go by those different pronouns y'all read that he said he was gender fluid yeah oh that's not what i read what did you read oh i read that he was talking about masculinity and femininity he said there is a not identity and Mm. so gender fluid as an identity i don't think that that's what he was claiming when he went into t- he said he was like you know remember listen to what i just said i said him says herself da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. but he said embracing both sides it's em- embracing it's not that i don't think i'm a man or i'm changing my gender identity mm-hmm. it is about i see myself with masculine and feminine energy in me and so mm-hmm. you know i'm a i'm a soft man i'm not some rough and tumble man i'm a i have masculine and feminine to me so and i embrace it and i think it's okay for me to embrace is that groundbreaking for him to say sure like i'll take it as like yes 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 but i'm not mm-hmm. this whole he came out as gender fluid i think that that was put on him mm-hmm. oh so that okay. is a difference that makes sense that that makes you get what I'm saying. Sense. I think people are putting that on him when he's really just describing not identity. I'm describing my expression, mm-hmm. my expression of accepting my masculinity and my femininity 
and you know and running with that that can be all within one person and that's okay that's how i took it i didn't i didn't definitely didn't pick up that oh i'm my identity has changed and i'm coming out to everyone i didn't pick up that at all but i keep seeing people say it like that the the clickbait of the the lines is saying it they're like Ooh, Billy G. Williams comes out as gender fluid. Like it's his identity. And I felt that was kind of clickbaitish and weird. And I'm like, uh, that's not really what he's saying. He's saying that he's accept his feminine side and his masculine side, which is which we really, need. I mean, no shade. That's really not groundbreaking. I've heard so many men say that. Not not me. Well, I've uh, never I've never heard a man never say heard? I go by age. herself and here and her. Yeah. Okay, I well, no, I haven't that. heard that. But I have heard men say I I well no I'm a fucking lie I thought you know never mind I was just about to lie and I had to really think about it no I haven't had conversations with men especially with his age yeah like it's good because I think that is a good thing that we always say oh they older they're not gonna get it like old people are too dumb to have complex thoughts and understand what's going on <laughs> like no i don't think that we it's too many brilliant old people out here that we still respect angela davis tony morrison she done passed away but her she was 88 um you know people Cicely who are, Tyson. are a lot of people like there's so many older people who we know are you know out here and have minds and mentality and um a critical analysis of gender and you get what I'm saying? Like they're just not no dumb ass people out here. So Stuck in the dirties. Giving giving them excuses of, oh, back in my day, oh, we can't get we can't, you know, get with the times because we're older. It's gonna take us a minute. No. Only people who are like that is people who don't want to accept it. Or want to change. Or don't want to change at all. Right. Mm -hmm. The old Christian, old head Baptist, church mothers or church fathers, deacons who don't want to accept shit. Mm -hmm. Older people who are progressive, they get it and they are going along with it. Mm -hmm. And they're at it like, you don't know how many times I heard Angela, Angela Davis say out of her mouth and trans people and like adding us to her to the conversation and her analysis where Mm. that wouldn't have been said back in you know back in maybe the 70s or the 80s da 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 Mm. but now that the times are changing she's going along with it yes and trans people and LGBT people and blah 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 so I'm like which is good I don't give people that excuse so I do think that's great Mm -hmm. that's great 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 so I do enjoy him coming out and saying it in in that kind of way mm. and to in being his age, I do appreciate that. How old is he? 82. 82. I'll get you a piece. Mm. Yes. Legend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, legend. Legendary. Legend. Iconic. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was very interesting. But I do see that people did put that that label. I think we do do that a lot. Oh, we jumped the gun. It looks yeah. like we jumped the gun. So, yeah. We almost called you sis. <laughs> we was almost there. Yeah, we do that. We got to yeah. check that. Yeah, so make sure we're not jumping the gun adding <laughs> identities to people just because they're express, expressing some kind of nuance to mm-hmm. um to that. Yeah. You know, the, how they express themselves. Yeah, because yeah. you once became my great granny. <laughs> 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 Not great granny. That's older, That's way older than 80. But okay, so. You remember T.S. Uh, granny Tranny? <laughs> <laughs> Who was T.S.? 
That's Granny Chaney. <laughs> yes. She used to be in the uh, BGC <laughs> chat rooms, Granny Chaney. She was just an old, old. Oh, <laughs> I remember <laughs> her. She was black. Yeah. Baby, but she used to come on camera and she was dark yes. and she had all the, the jewelry. Yes. And, oh, I remember Granny, Granny Chaney. They oh, still gave her her so she used to give me a key <laughs> but thank you Billy D. Williams for um, embracing being, that uh, shit man. being open and honest and sharing your experiences yeah. and uh, and you know rolling with the times honey word out right I want to talk about Gabrielle Union and Dwayne's um, current controversy that everybody just, I just kept seeing all this. I seen positive and I seen negative things. And I'm so glad that I was able to see like abundance of both. Cause usually you see like more negative just, and it's always geared towards LBGT. And so recently um, they took a family photo and you know, they're always taking little cute family photos with everyone. And, um, Zion had on like a crop top and some some fake some um a full set, and so <laughs> they were <laughs> they were they were basically saying, oh my god, like uh, how can they were attacking Dwayne, saying that he he's not a good father, and but some people were like, what are you talking about? And then uh, like they were they were trying to address their parental parental their parental no worries skills and <laughs> all i could think of is is isn't this what we want like don't we want no more? not them what we do not them oh well yeah but like we like in well you would hope that they do too because i mean we do we, they think of us and our kind as a, like a virus tearing down the the black community (laughs) like the comments that i seen like i I had to defriend so many people i was like yes keep on like every and like yes keep showing your point of view so i can delete you like i had seen a comment saying you know no shade about uh what did he what he say i i i ain't trying to be funny but i mean the little boy doesn't even know his sexuality how you know he's still he wants a he wants to be attracted to a penis and he's still young and i'm like oh my god why are you even worried about what this little boy's sexuality is anyways how do we even determine that's what even what he likes just because he's dressing in a feminine way he could still be you don't know what he likes and and to try to to draw all this criticism for no reason it's it's just crazy to me because half of the people probably weren't raised in a functional family anyway <laughs> and you're trying to 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 downgrade people's parental parental skills is just horrible to me it's it's really horrible and i think you guys need to get alive and you need to worry about your children and and how you gonna buy winter clothes this winter? And and Christmas is around the corner, bitch. How you gonna be putting them presents <laughs> underneath the tree? What I thought was interesting is in one sentence they was like, "Yeah, Gabrielle for getting fired from speaking against racism," and the next sentence is talking down on her small, young, gay child. So it's kind of like y'all are weird. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's how I feel about it. Well, she got yeah. fired from um, what's it called? America's, America's Got Talent. Talent. Yeah. So you know, one minute they're like, "Oh my God, yeah, let's go get boycott America Got Talent." Yeah, let's stand behind Gabriel Union. Oh, but not about her. her, <laughs> her gay child. Gay son. No, not that. Right. Don't stand behind her with that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, and I think that's the hypocrisy of the yeah. conservative black side of the community. For real. Um, you know, they down with the black shit. They down with the, you yeah. know, with the race stuff. But when it comes to that gay stuff, baby, no, 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 no. I think I tried to understand. I tried to think about it because my thing is, why are you so invested in this man's how he rated his son? For real, like what That's do you weird. like? Literally, what do you want him to do? You want he, him to throw him out? Yeah. Like, do you want like I don't I don't get it. Like I, I I really really don't get it. And then so I'm like, why are they so invested in people's kids? So like when I see kids running around and their hair all undone, not when they're playing on the um playground and not when they just came from school yeah not not that but like when you can when i consistently consistently see your child is unclean um when i see it's seven in the morning your child still coming out with wrinkled clothes hungry as fuck always hungry when i see the child clearly being neglected Mm -hmm. even slightly like sometimes they you know they got roof over their head and da 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 just even that i would be inclined to be like what's going on do you need me to come over and because i remember i've been in that situation do you need me to come over and comb her hair in the morning Hmm. like you know what do you need me to do to help you in this situation where i may have been crossing my boundaries Hmm. you see what i'm saying where i'm too invested in somebody else's children where this is how i think that they should be because it's how I was raised. I was raised that, you know, usually my example is usually little girls. Um, so because my family is a type of family that when the little girls go to school, their hair needs, you know, they got the barrettes in their hair. Their hair, the parts are straight. They, like, you know what I'm saying? They at least done took some water and some blue magic and pulled the ponytails into at least one or, you know, pulled mm-hmm. it into something where... At least a bun. Uh, something. It, <laughs> it is into some kind of something. Yeah, and yeah. that's how women in my family do girls. And so, when I see little girls and I'm, like, babysitting them in my younger years and or I see them in my neighborhood and they're not... If they're playing, I don't think about it because yeah. they're just playing. Mm-hmm. But if they're if they're doing something... I like they're going to school in my mind I used to see these little girls going to school and their hair would be uh, this is in the morning this ain't in the evening when they go home this is in the morning you didn't comb this baby's hair you didn't and so I know that people is roasting her at school I know people are trying to say that she's dirty because you ain't comb her hair I can go get her some barrettes I can go you get what I'm saying like and this is my mind and so somebody, me and the the little girl's mama, she when I when the way that I brought it to her may have been negative. I don't know. I know I felt she may have been shamed about it. It was something. I don't know what it was, but I felt I I needed to say something, so <laughs> I did. And it might not have been in my place. So I'm trying to think. I'm trying to. Not empathize with them on the homosexual shit, but trying to see, understand why they are invested in somebody else's child. Mm-hmm. And so for me, 
that's the only thing in my life that I could kind of relate to mm-hmm. where maybe, and this might be on some respectability politics shit where, you know, I just want you to look clean. I want you to look, and it's not about your hair being straight. It's just, I want them to, I know, I know how when I was little, how they would treat little girls in school who was running around looking crazy. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, and the mother said something to me and was she was like, these ain't your motherfucking kids. You can't even have kids. <laughs> she Ooh. went into the whole little thing. But I don't care. Oh, well, do, you can talk about me all you want. Do you want me to come over your house and um, comb your kids' hair in the morning? I can get up a half hour early so I can come and comb your kids' hair. Do you want me to do it? I don't need you to do no motherfucking thing. She drunk, clearly drunk. Yes, you do. Why their hair look like that? I get them up in the morning. I don't have time. Okay, so do you want me to come and comb your kid hair? I'll get up a half an hour early because I was in high school. I'll get up a half an hour early to come comb your girl's hair since you don't have time. Do you want me to do that? And I mean, only you argue with somebody about doing. <laughs> do you want me to do that? So she, so she went from, she went from reading me. This mind your motherfucking business too. Once I, I didn't argue back with her because I could have went into fuck you, bitch. No, I didn't go into that. I just kept repeating the same question. Oh well, you can call me whatever. You can say whatever. Do you want me to come to your house in the morning since you're telling me you don't have time to comb your daughter's hair Patience. so they don't have to go to school? Patience. She says. <laughs> she keeps saying stuff, but eventually says, "If that's what you want to do, if that's what you want to do, you can come. You can get your ass up and come and comb her hair if you want to hair comb." I got up the next day, half an hour came and knocked on her door, and for the rest of the school year, I was getting my ass up, combing her daughter's hair. And eventually, eventually, she was super, super nice. Thank you for doing this. She still would be drunk and shit. That's nice. Still would be drunk and shit, but them kids was going to school cute, and they wanted to go to school cute. That's nice. How were they? um, They were... um, they had to be like around seven, like six or seven. It was three of them. Mm-hmm. And so. Wow. So that, so eventually. So I remember. No, these aren't my kids, but I'm invested. It's just a, I'm only comparing the investment. Right, right. <laughs> I'm invested in that. So when I think about it, I was like, why are you so invested in these kids? But the difference is that I see these kids every day. You've and never I, met them. You never met this man's child. And he's fucking rich in a better house than you. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? So you don't have, when I tried to make that connection, when we was talking, when we was, when I was thinking about you talking about this, I was like, but no, it can't be the same connection because these are somebody you don't know. They're not in your neighborhood. This is some community shit that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it's for the better man of their mental health. It could be. I, well, I don't even think about that. I was, it might have, I want to be honest, it might have been on some respectability shit. Uh-huh. It might have been. Mm-hmm. It might have been. I just didn't want them going to school looking any kind of way. Mm-hmm. And they wasn't looking like I felt like they should look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it, 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 it could be rooted in some old school anti-blackness that I might have had. But 
I wanted the little girls. I wanted them to look like the little girls that I saw going to school. How my family sent their little girls to school. They had their hair, you know, in Bobby in mm-hmm. in uh, knockers or whatever, and barrettes, and they looked cute. And what I thought, black cute, not not pressed and curled, not that no, not straight. But you know how we do little black girls' hair. Yeah, like you can <laughs> do it in so many when ways. When the breast yeah. can hit you in the forehead and yeah. you're like, ouch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that type so, of thing. And they loved it. When I would come up there in the morning, Never it would be that. nice. I know how to I know how to brush and do your hair to where it's not hurting. I'm not pulling and snapping and I know how to do it where it's nice and soft and not a traumatic hair experience. Mm-hmm. They lived for it. They lived for their hair being cute. You could they used to get on the bus and the kids wouldn't fucking say nothing or they would give them a compliment. Your hair looks so cute. You didn't ever you to get your hair done. And I'm in the back I'm in the back of the bus with the big kids like mm. <laughs> ow. Damn, right. <laughs> Wear it out. <laughs> feel it. Feel it. <laughs> so, so that was that moment. But they were in my community and I see them. That's why I'm I'm invested in them. Mm-hmm. And I care about little girls. And I care about, you know, even they mama. I, I my mama done been drunk and not wanting to do shit. Mm-hmm. Just being lazy. So and I know how hard she was working or how hard she was doing what she was doing. She wasn't neglecting us on purpose, but she was just tired. Re- tired or relinquishing that little small responsibility because I have a, I'm taking care of all these other responsibilities. And in the situation I see that. Because it wasn't her house wasn't nasty. It just was you know what I'm saying? She was taking care of shit. She just that part girl. Let them go to school. <laughs> and so that's how I was invested for a reason. I'm not invested in no rich celebrity's child. So much so that whatever ideas that I have in my mind, I'm going to be trying to push on there. T- I'm, I'm going to be kind of jealous. Right. <laughs> you spoil in this house, in this sickening. Rich, he's fucking rich. These kids is spoiled. And you worried about, he got some nails on? He's letting him wear nails? You want him to be homophobic that fucking bad? Yeah. What do you want? They were like, he should be a, a better father, or he, or he's in a good father. Like, what do you, what do you want him? What, what? How is that not a what, good father? What do you want him to do? So basically, what you want him to do is force him to do something, force the baby to do something that he don't want to do, and 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 force this toxic masculinity that you're so well, you've welcomed in your adulthood as a man, and you probably made. How is that down. working for you? Yeah, exactly. And you probably might pass that down to your children, even the even the girls in your family. So it's really it's really disheartening to see when you see it all the time, because like this whole day, that's all I seen was comments after comments after comments after comments. Are you comfortable within those boxes? Like, how is that? How is that repression of any type of femininity? Mm-hmm. any type of out not necessarily even femininity any type of out the box men police men so fucking much we got rumors of motherfuckers not wiping they fucking ass because it's gay <laughs> we got motherfuckers not taking showers mm-hmm. because it's gay we got motherfuckers doing not to, not going getting your uh, manicuring grooming yourself because that's too feminine mm-hmm. taking care of your fucking raggedy ass feet Cause that's too feminine. You got men policing you so much 
that you're not taking care of yourself in a simple, basic way. How is that level of policing who you are working for you? And if you do, it can be. And if you do a lot of stuff, if you do do a lot of self care, people call you a metrosexual. They put you in a whole nother. (laughs) A whole gay. uh, Now they roasting (laughs) you. Oh, this nigga, go get his feet done. Oh, this nigga, that. Oh, he well moisturized. Oh my God, you ain't got no ass. You gay. You put on chapstick. <laughs> what? what? You gay. You got a facial. And your face not ashy. You gay. <laughs> yeah, you clean your ass, my nigga. Crazy. You got lip chap on, my nigga. You supposed to have ashy lips, bro. It's the winter time. You need that Malik Yoba ash, my nigga. That's real masculine. That's real masculine. That's what you need. <laughs> Do you feel what I'm saying? Like you should put in that so ashy in the morning, ashy in the evening, ashy all the time. Ashy in the morning, ashy in the evening, ashy all the time. Don't you niggas get tired of being ashy all the time Ashy in the morning, ashy in the evening, ashy all the time Don't you niggas get tired of being ashy all the time so I just think it's not serving you. And so this man, this father, this good father has decided that that does not serve me either. That does not serve my son. That does not serve me. That does not serve the happiness of my family. That does not serve the sanity of my son. It does not serve them. And so I am not doing that shit. I am letting my son be free. I am going to love him, support him, support him. Mm-hmm. I am going to not. And I and I think he's like, I'm just letting him to be him, whatever yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm saying, yes, I'm go be gay. It's just that but if, if that's this what is you what you want to do, if this is what you tell me who you are and what you like, I'm letting you be free. Yeah. You mm-hmm. want to wear a crop top and you want to get go get a full set with with your mom. Then mm-hmm. bitch, wear it out. <laughs> and nothing's wrong with that because. I, I would love that type of support uh, support from my father like pops these niggas is fucking with me okay so we about to go wear them out for you for them <laughs> me and as, your brothers as, <laughs> right instead of oh yeah that's what you get you need a man up or some bullshit tr- on you know what I mean exactly like cause some I could see like that happening to some boys like them trying to tell their father something that's happened to them and their father being like well shit you shouldn't be sweet or you shouldn't have no sugar in your tank and all that extra bullshit you you go receive trauma from outside of the home and then you come into the house and receive some more trauma Mm -hmm. think about all the trauma that we experience we talk about our trauma situations through for being trans and being queer and being different growing up Mm -hmm. all the time Think about if we had the support. We knew mm-hmm. when we go to school with the late-ass, shady-ass bullies, we knew that we could be free at home. How beautiful would that be? Amazing. But instead, we had to go home and be re-traumatized. Yeah. Like, that's not cute. It's not cute. It doesn't serve you. 
get out of get divest from this motherfucking man's child and how he's raising them because that's none of your business. Just and like worry about your own sixteen children. You ain't tending to them. Or that child support that you're supposed to be paying so <laughs> your baby mama can give them the proper Christmas that they should have. You care about how he is raising his children, but do, but you don't care, Ti, about how your son is treating women. All right. Mm. Of course not. You don't care about that. You don't care about her other nigga's sons. Wait, see, I said some shit. Yeah. What did he say? When he was just talking about checking the hymens of the daughter, but not check, but not worrying oh, about yeah. the boys having sex. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it doesn't change the household if the dude go get somebody pregnant. It changed the household if the girl gets somebody pregnant. All that dumb shit. So it's a difference. Mm. So you ain't checking niggas when they not treating their when they're not when they're not teaching their sons how not to rape. Right. You're not teaching them how to engage with women. So we're not we don't engage with women in a way that's healthy. So when you ask for their number and they say no, you don't shoot them and kill them. Yeah. So we don't have to feel like like we we don't know how to say no to your motherfucking ass without. Oh, are you we gonna die? Yeah. <laughs> like I always face that like. Ooh, like, okay, I want to be nice, but then the bitch don't want to be too nice to you because if I'm too nice, you're gonna keep coming at me. Uh, And then you get, and then when I get rude, you want to think that I'm being extra, but no, bitch, I'm telling, trying to tell you no, but since you didn't get the picture, Mm -hmm. I really got to tell you no. So now I got to twirl with you or figure out how I'm gonna get out this situation without trying to twirl with you. I'm a bitch that think I'm all that. Oh yeah, all that. And don't let you have no colorism, bullshit. Uh, I'm a light skinned bitch. Oh, you a light skinned bitch? You a stuck up light skinned bitch that think you all that? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, now right. I gotta worry about where's and don't let you clock, clock me in the middle of the situation. <sighs> then now you mad I rejected you, and now you oh you a tranny too? <laughs> <laughs> but did you become a? Tranny? Now I'm ashamed that I even tried to holler at you in front of my niggas, and now I gotta bash you. Now I gotta kill you like Islam Nettles. Mm. So this, you're not, but you're worried about him letting his child be free, but you're not worried about other niggas. You're not policing how other niggas are engaging with the world and women. Right. You don't care about that. Right. Because it should change the household if your child gets, if your child get pregnant or if they get somebody else pregnant. It should change the household regardless. Yeah. You should be involved. Right, exactly. <laughs> so much so that it's changing any, wherever, whoever yeah. made the baby, right. male or female, yeah. <laughs> it should change what's happening. Everybody's in the getting prepared. Everybody should be getting prepared. Absolutely. Right. Um. So, mind your fucking business. <laughs> I, like, I should have mind my business with the girls with the hair, but it actually worked out because these ain't your fucking kids and it's not your place to insert yourself in other people's business, regardless if it's positive or negative. It's not your place. I just don't think it's your place. Mm-hmm. Let people raise their children. Now, if, now you know, motherfucker get molested or abused. Yeah. It's different. But, um, but you know, mind your fucking business. He is being a good father. Mind your business. You just mad because your daddy don't like you. <laughs> mm. <laughs> just mad. Uh, so, that's it. Yeah, I yeah think we looks did like the that's the show. <laughs> Ashy in the morning, Ashy in the evening. I'm going to put that right at the end right here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Bye-bye. Bye.
<laughs> well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's going to be all right. Oh, don't you worry about a thing. Baby, it's going to be all right.